0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Messages of Revival podcast. This is Basil Howard Brown. I'm a revivalist and have been traveling around the world with my wife, Anne, for the past 27 years, seeing God's people being set free by His Word and the Anointing. The title of this podcast is Having a Suddenly with God. Having what we call a suddenly is a life changer. It is an encounter with God that transforms our lives, changes our direction, and sets us completely free. A suddenly is something that we cannot plan for because it comes at a time that we least expect it. It is a sovereign move of God upon our lives. Every believer should and could experience a suddenly life-changing touch from God Almighty. Expect God's touch as you listen to this message. Acts chapter 9. Verse 1 says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him led us to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of his way, whether there were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly, everybody say suddenly. I love a suddenly. Let me tell you why I love a suddenly. A suddenly... Is something that you cannot prepare for. You can't prepare for a sudden move of the Holy Ghost. Because you'll be sitting there in the seat, minding your own business, and suddenly the fire God hits you. Suddenly there's a whole shaking going on. Suddenly there's a wind of the Spirit blowing and the joy's busting out, and you don't even have time to contain it. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, It's not like the disciples could pinpoint the suddenly and go, you know what, it's good. about a half an hour from now, I think God's going to move. No, it happens suddenly. You'll come in a meeting one night when you least expect it. you would just be sitting there minding your own business. Suddenly. See, I, I'm asking God to send more suddenly. Because a lot of people come in prepared for what they think is going to happen. But when, when a suddenly arrives, you, you have no clue. Hello. You're sitting in the pew depressed. One minute you're depressed, next minute you're full of joy. You're sitting in the pew sick in your body. One minute you're sick, next minute you're healed by the power of Almighty God. This called us suddenly, the church just needs a miracle. We need need an injection, we need the wind, we need the fire. We need the move of God Almighty in our midst. And then when we have it, we need it again, again, and again, and again, and again, and again. He said, "I'll take you on from glory to glory, to glory to glory." Where were we? We were on a suddenly. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly, there shone round right about him a light from heaven, and he heard. Well, let me say this first: He fell to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, "Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me?" And he said, "Who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord? Who are you, Lord?" Who are you, Lord? I don't know how he asked that question, but I can tell you right now, something, he knew something was going on. And the Lord said, I'm Jesus whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Imagine, imagine just minding your own business, going down the road of life, and suddenly you have this encounter with the Holy Spirit, and you hear the voice of Jesus. Now, I want to hear the voice of Jesus and I speak to God all the time and He talks back to me and Jesus and Holy Spirit, but let me tell you what, I don't want to be doing something wrong and then have a suddenly moment. Hello. It's like when you, you you, you know, two o'clock in the morning, you sneak into the kitchen and you open up the cookie jar and you've got your hand in the jar about to take out a nice cookie and your wife walks in and you're like... Not that that happens to me. I'm just using that as an example. Amen. <laughs> Verse 6 says, And he trembling and astonishment said to the Lord, What wilt thou have me to do? So listen, the man has a plan. The Bible says he's going to bind all those that call on the name of the Lord, whether they were men or women. He's going to bind all those that call on the name of the Lord. Now suddenly he's saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? See, the encounter that we have with God. All our plans are gone. All our structure is gone. The ideas and the thoughts that we had, they're all gone. All of a sudden, it is, God, what do you want me to do? What is your plan for me? What is your purpose for me? I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'll be whatever you want me to be. Not my will, but your will be done. It changes completely when you have a suddenly and you have an encounter with God. That's why we refuse to have a dead meeting. Why? Because we've had an encounter with God. Listen, if God doesn't show up to these meetings, neither am I. I'm not coming. If God's not here, I'm not coming. Hello. I've turned down meetings in large churches over the years because I knew God wasn't allowed to be there. When I start talking to ministers about joy and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the fire of God and then they start, well, I don't really know about that joy stuff and, you know, we just need to tone this down. I'm like, sorry, wrong, wrong guy. Because I guarantee you the day I show up, there'll be joy in the house and fire will be falling and people will be getting touched and set free and then you and I, we're going to have a fight. Hello. But we won't have anything else. We'll have whatever God wants. Come on now. And listen, some people are not going to like it. And some ministers are not going to like it. Oh, well. There were many things that Jesus did. Go read the Bible. Many things Jesus did, they didn't like either. Come on now. Amen. Actually, in fact, they were in the synagogue. They communed. The Bible says they communed with one another what they could do to him. Because they were so mad that he healed on the Sabbath day. I don't care what day it is, man. If there's a miracle going on, man with the withered hand stretching forth his hand and he's healed and whole as the other, I'm going to rejoice. I don't care what day it is. Religion and God don't go together. Religion and the move of the Spirit don't go together. You're not going to have the fire of God falling in religion at the same time. Something's going to go. Something's going to give. Hello. You go into the church and, and the church is controlled by the board. And the board are not happy by the move of the Holy Spirit. Then they get a hold of the pastor and they run him through the ringer. Then he gets a hold of you and tries to run you through the same ringer. And I'm like, sorry, Bob, I'm too big for your ringer. I ain't going through your ringer. I've been through the ringer of the Holy Ghost. My life has changed. I don't walk the same. I don't talk the same. I don't look the same. Hello. And I sure ain't going back to what I was before. Not so that I can please you. I'm a God pleaser, not a man pleaser. And believe me, I know, I know, I know we upset some folks. I know that. I don't purposely set out on the day to go to a revival meeting and say, bless God, tonight we're going to upset some people. I don't do that. I don't want to upset people. But I surely don't want to upset the Holy Spirit. Because those people, even if they don't get upset, they might not come back. But you know what? We'll be back another night. What are we going to do then if the Holy Spirit doesn't show up? Look at this. Verse 7 says, The man which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when he, his eyes were opened, he saw no man. The man, he's blind. This is the encounter that Saul has on the road to Damascus. He ends up being Blind. Listen, so this, this encounter that Saul had, it was a total transformation. I know what God did in my life when he changed me and touched me in again Alaska. It was a total transformation. It was a t- I went from one thing to another. Are oh, you listening to me? And, and I said to the Lord, I said, even months after that, I said, I actually need this more than anything else. Because, you see, if I'm going to travel the nation and minister the gospel, I've got to have something to give. And I realized, actually, I never had anything. I've been through two years of Bible school, growing up in a Christian home, Pentecostal homes, uh, but I actually had nothing to give. Are wow. oh, you listening to me? Yeah. Oh, I could have given some religion, some tradition. Sure, I, I knew that stuff, but, but it wouldn't have changed anybody's life. Amen. 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 I don't want to have business as usual. I want to have the move of God Almighty. And for me to have the move of God Almighty, something has to change on the inside of me. I have to change. So that God can flow through me to touch the hearts and lives of others. Amen. I'm the vessel. I'm the carrier. That's what I am. You're the vessel. You're the carrier. You're going to come into contact with people that might never come across the church door. But you're going to be the carrier and carry the anointing into their life to see them get set free. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.